Tanya for the 14th of Sivan, the first story. There was a student of the Balshanta that lived in the city of Krasna. And one time he was a well-respected um, rabbi and he had many students. His name was Rukhaim, he was a student of the Balshanta. And one time a tight walk, um, a tight rope walker came to the city of Krasna and everyone was very excited. And he made a bold claim. He could tight rope across the river that, that spanned the city um, for a hundred rubles. And people didn't believe him, of course, but one um, creative um, person in the city decided to make a public collection. And they started saying, who wants to see this? Who wants to see this uh, feat? Let's see if he could actually do this or if he's just talking. And he managed to collect it. He got the entire city to all contribute a little bit of money. Together, they collected a hundred rubles and the entire city all came to the, to the river and they all watched this man got his rope ready and and prepared to cross the Krasna. And everyone was watching in absolute fascination. And Reb Chaim, the student of Bashantov, came as well. The entire city was there, he came too. And they all were watching and he started doing it. And everyone was absolutely fascinated as he was going across. And meanwhile, Reb Chaim started getting very interested, very serious and very thoughtful. And the man did it. He got across and he got his money and everyone came to Reb Chaim afterwards and asked Reb why was he not so fascinated and he was so thoughtful and, and meditative when um, this man was doing the feat? Why wasn't he fascinated like everyone else? So Reb Chaim said like this, this man was willing to pay a hundred rubles, to receive a hundred rubles to put his life on the line. What he did was exceptionally dangerous. But while he was actually doing it, doing it he wasn't thinking about the money. He put his life in danger for the 100 rubles. So that wasn't on his mind while he was actually doing it. All that was on his mind while he was actually doing it was getting across and not dying, making sure that he could actually cross the tightrope. And he said, we have so much more to, to gain in our life. We have so much more at stake than 100 rubles. Our focus towards Terry Mitzvah should be so much more intense than what it is. And so I guess it, it triggered that thought. And that's why he wasn't, he wasn't so interested in the tightrope anymore. He was thinking about his own, his own service of Hashem. In today's Tanya, we're continuing the discussion of Hashem's energy in the world and actually the flip side, how we're able to look at a chair and not see Hashem's energy. If what the chair is, is merely a, a fragment, a, 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 a ray of a sun inside the sun itself of what truly is going on, and that is the light of God and the energy of God that powers the chair up and enables it to be, then how come we don't see it? We look at a chair and we see absolutely nothing but the physicality of the chair. Ask after ever, well, if, if that if the physical and the chair is really nothing compared to what it truly is, then how come we don't see the truth of the matter? And today's tiny doctor I was going to introduce the idea of the a force equal to God's creative force of creating something from nothing, and that is the ability and power to withstand God's energy, the ability for a creature, a creation, to actually appear independent seemingly from God. That's today's tiny. Let's go. The was going to argue two points. In addition to the the chesed of Hashem creating the world is an incredibly powerful idea, something from nothing. What does that even mean? Our minds can't wrap itself around it. The there's two elements there. There's firstly the fact that 
it's something from nothing. And the second element of, of what we just said is that our minds can't wrap around wrap itself around it. We aren't able to replicate it, and we aren't able to even replicate an understanding of it. Both of those elements are absolutely critical to, to the conversation of God's creation. When we talk about God creating, it's not just that we can't do it. And we say, well, God's so great. He could create a chair out of nothing. Very good. That's fantastic. But also, we can't even understand how he does that. It's not that we can't do it ourselves. We have no answer. How does that even work? We don't know. We can say words, and then we're saying plenty of them over here. But to truly understand what it means to create something from nothing, our brains aren't wired to understand that type of stuff. Because creating something from nothing is above intelligence. It's above um, something that we're able to understand how to do. Just as we are not able to understand God, and God and His attributes are one. God and His Chesed are one. Like we say, we get God and His causes, His attributes are one. Hashem and His Chesed are one. So just as we have no idea what's flying with Hashem, we say, "Well, let's try understand Hashem." How much you can understand from Hashem? We have to try our best. But do we understand what Hashem really is? Of course not. Well. If something is united completely with God, like, for example, the chesed of Hashem, well, we're going to have an equal, an equally non-understanding of the kindness of Hashem, because Hashem and His kindness are one. And now here, here we're extending this further. Just as we're unable to understand Chesed of Hashem. Why do we, are we unable to understand Chesed of Hashem? Because Chesed of Hashem is creative power, but Chesed of Hashem is, create, is one with God. Well, Chesed is just one of the spheres of Hashem. There's also Gevura. What's Gevura? That power of God that limits and mitigates and controls the flow of God's energy. So just as we're unable to understand the, the actual flow of energy, because Gevura is part of Hashem, and Gevura is unified with Hashem, we're unable to understand that as well. So Chesed, we have no idea what's flying. Gavur, we also understand what's, have no idea what's flying. So when we say that God has a power, and that power mitigates Hashem's own power, controlling the, the, the flow of energy. So we look at a chair, we don't see the godliness of the chair. And I say, well, how come? How come I don't see the godliness of Hashem? The answer that Altabas gives us, just as we don't understand the power that came there in the first place, we also don't understand the power that mitigates the control of power coming in. We, we, it's one with God. How are we supposed to understand that? So the energy, what does it do? It mitigates God's chesed energy. And this kavura energy pulls back against it, saying, whoa, hold, slow down, it's coming too fast. And it says, only a tiny trickle of energy needs to come in. That's a very important process. That's what that's that answers the question of how it's possible that there are creatures that because if chesed energy just came, everything would just be equally um, powerful and strong and connected to Hashem. And Gavura energy is what enables the creatures in the world to exist. But at the same time, we understand how we understand what it does, but how does it actually work? How are we supposed to understand that? It's one with God. And the truth of it is, it isn't really true. Gavura gives an illusion that creatures are individual because it pushes back against the energy. Of course, it's not really true. Everything is entirely 
connected to God. We know what it does. What it does is it pulls, pushes back against the the Gavura energy of Hashem, pushes back against the Chesed, enabling these creatures in the world to actually be existing. There's, without that, the, the, everything would just be entirely godly energy with, with no filter. Gavura is the filter. Gavura is pushing back against that energy. How it actually works, we have no idea. And so, as I said, the same way we have no idea how God created, created something from nothing, because it's entirely above our pay grade. But we're like, well, pushing back against that energy, that and we get that. You know, we understand um, filters and, limit- and limitations and, and restrictions. Maybe we can understand that. Alter argues today, no, we don't, un- just as we don't understand chesed energy, we don't understand the energy. We know what it's there to do, at least in a very general, um, simple way. But at the same time, how it actually works, how it actually operates, how it's able to actually hide and conceal godliness, just as we have no idea how God creates something for nothing, we have no idea how the world works on. Thank you so much for joining us, Daniel. Thank you so much for joining.